What's up? It's your girl Cookies Bad, and I'm here with my co-host. Ooh, it's Yami King Reese. What's happening? And I'm super excited, as I'm sure you are super excited. It's lit. <laughs> we have another special guest. I'm really starting to get like yeah. excited about these special I guests. Know, man. I feel like we was getting tired of each other. Right, Breakfast Club. Watch out. We coming. I'm trying to tell you. You feel me? So. Once again, we have another special guest. Very privileged. This is my hometown celebrity friend. Look, you know okay, I'm trying to yeah. make it sound, <laughs> make it sound Ooh, like I got Who is it? Who she My hometown celebrity Ooh. friend. You know, he celebrity real friend. famous now. We got <laughs> Shay Clemens on the line. What's up? Hey, what's what it do? On? Shay, how you doing, bro? How y'all doing? Hey, I'm going to take all them blessings. I ain't famous at all, but you know what? You said it. Speak it in the name of Jesus. Right. Yeah. And we're going to make it happen. I'm trying to you tell you. I, I'm learning. I've learned recently that manifestation is so important and so real, especially hey, with how we see people blowing up from social media now or just yeah. in the last few years. So I'm like, you know what? It's speaking it into existence is what's important because you never know. Yeah. Somebody might hear you. The right person might hear you. The, might, the right person might see you. And your right. whole life can just turn. Look at Tabitha Brown. Right. Whole life just turned off of making bacon out of carrots. And she you know went, what? She wasn't even trying it. to be sexy with it. She was just she like was, was talking with her regular voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to take it. I'm going to go on Ruth Chris today and be like, you know what? Steaks for everybody. I'm famous. Yes. Uh, is this going to be in the location of Houston, Texas? Because <laughs> I can pull up, you know. Yes. Which, which Ruth Chris specifically? <laughs> are we talking about here, right? But I, but I ain't paying for it, though. I'm, I'm, oh, you just said steaks for everybody. Oh, okay. Got you. Off my fame. Oh, because he's famous. Yes. Right. Absolutely. You know what? I, I got a question about that. We'll get into it, but I really want to know if that's really the lifestyle. And like, then after they done, they're gonna be looking around like, hey, what happened to that guy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be going like a mother. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, how has comedy been as far as uh the the COVID and everything that's just been going on in the world? Do you feel like the inspiration has made or your inspiration has kind of fizzled a little bit do you feel like you've been like maybe in a funk when it comes to creativity and comedy i've been asking a lot of yeah, people that yeah. lately no it's just um i mean because as if you're an artist you always gonna be creative you always gonna find ways to create the thing that sucks is not being able to perform not being able to get that creativity out so people can see it and you can share it that's what what sucked the most like i had a show saturday up in like uh this spot in maryland and man i was just 
I was just like, all my timing was off. But I was so happy just to be there. But my timing was off. I wasn't as funny as I thought I was. <laughs> but, but the people enjoyed it. That's you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. So I, it's, it's so that that's the big part of it now. It's just it's interesting that you say that. Yeah, man. It's interesting that you say that because I've often heard, like, I was watching uh, the 85 South show and they was talking about, you know, it's a group of comedians. They was talking about um, mm-hmm. how, like, comedy is like the gym. Like, if you don't stay in it, then you kind of, like, you lose your niche. And they was talking oh, about how that was just, Lil Duval was like, I don't have to perform. I'm just doing this so I can stay in shape. Yeah, and that, and that brings me to another question I have about COVID. I seen, you know, different people, like, Realistically, what are the chances of us really going back to like having venues at full capacity? So, have you been thinking about maybe doing like virtual uh, stand up comedy or possibly doing like uh, Cookie was telling me it's gonna be a stand up special? Oh, they're yeah. gonna do like a drive in, right? Yeah, Ricky Smiley, they're gonna be out here. They doing like yeah. it's like a drive in movie type of concept, but the comedian is gonna be on the stage. Have you thought about opening up your ideas to that right there? Or are you just really more like the vibe of the like in person, more intimate Man. settings? Right now, dude, you really don't have a choice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you really don't have a choice. Like I'm cool with the outside vibe, but I don't I don't know about the, the drive in theater one. I like I like what Dave Chappelle did, how he had somebody how he had people like outside the table was six okay. apart. And it was still like a comedy show setting, but it was just outside. But right. virtual, man, that 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 shit tough for me. Right. Cause you don't get the same effect. Like you don't have a live. I have to have a live audience. Uh, hey, so is you know it like? Is it like you know how like the basketball players are? Um, some people say they're struggling with not having the fans at the games. Is it like that? Like you need to hear the the reaction you get from your jokes to kind of get into your mm-hmm. groove. Like you feed off yeah. the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you get a because that's the thing with comedy. You get a live reaction. Either they're gonna laugh. Or they're gonna look at your ass like you crazy. But basketball, you can just play basketball. You don't need an audience to play basketball. Yeah. Because you're still gonna do what you do. Like that's not predicated upon whether you perform good or not. Like the audience don't mean shit in basketball. But comedy, yeah, you need that audience, bro. You need you need that live reaction. Cause that's the immediate reaction with comedy. It's laughter. And if you ain't getting that, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So how do you feel it was with your most recent I know how you said that you felt like maybe you didn't you wasn't as funny or you don't you weren't hitting like you usually hit, but how do you yeah. feel it was when it came to the audience? Do you feel per- like? Yeah, I mean, personally, it worked out for me because I had a live audience. But you know, just my own, my own, you know, critique of myself. I'm like, man, I, I can, I can do better. Mm. But I know it's because I'm rusty because I haven't performed since March. Right. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know, like Ladufa was saying, this shit is like a, it's like being in the gym. If you don't work out this muscle, this shit get weak. Yeah, yeah, I, I can you know see that. I can see that. Now, remind me, you know, we we know you from Duval. We Duval. Know you from, <laughs> we know you <laughs> from the crib. Glee, but no, you can't say Glee with oh. Duval. That's <laughs> I just, we just said and told you. Oh, sorry. But, <laughs> so remind me again. Shout out your hood. Uncle Sherwood. Yeah, so, oh, hello. She's so goddamn. She's so goddamn ghetto. <laughs> she got all the shit. She, she, we got all what? these professional ass questions. And her little John ass. Show your hood up. Throw your hood up. Goddamn. Shout out your hood. <laughs> yeah, but, I'm from, 
Okay, I Sherwood. wanted to make sure because I'm like, I, if I recall, oh, we both from we both from Sherwood, but I ain't know, so I'm like, let me make <laughs> no. sure that's what he claiming. Oh, he ain't claiming, yeah. you know, Pearl Street or nothing. If he was, oh, no. he was gonna hang up the phone or something. Oh yeah, it was gonna be a whole <laughs> virtual hey, <man>. shootout. Forty-six seventy-two Colchester Road. Stamp. Yeah. So being that you came shootout. from, you know, humble beginnings. Right, <laughs> and you know, some some of your friends may or may not be street niggas. So, why was comedy the thing that you chose to get into, or or when did you realize that you had a gift in comedy? I always kind of knew, because I always was like the funny dude, like I can rank. You know what I'm saying? I always was like the clown and shit. But the thing is, like like being funny is different than actually being you know being funny in the streets is actually different than being funny on stage. So it was just a challenge to me. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. like, it's like, it's like wherever you go and you, and you know a funny person, people going to say, you should be a comedian. You should be a comedian. But I actually took that shit serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It actually okay. did. Is, is it harder yeah. to tell jokes in front of a group of thug niggas or is it is it harder to tell jokes <laughs> in, in on stage with the light on? Imagine... Um, when I think you of Florida like, niggas, like, I just think like a, a niggas with dreads that's nappy and a mouthful of glows. That don't Glee. laugh at all. That, that don't laugh, that, right? <laughs> that, that's about right. Shit, you, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You ain't too far. So which one make like, you sweat no, a little bit more? <laughs> <laughs> I find the lights, man. Live, okay. when people are expecting you to be funny and that shit don't work. Yeah, you still you still gotta do your time. So so yeah, that. But you know, but just Ooh. on the corner, you know, you know, say with your homeboy. No, nah, that shit ain't shit. That just either it's gonna be funny or it's gonna be not. You still gonna go right. home. You know what I'm saying? So I got. Do, but. do you ever get what? The first question is: Do you ever get tired of people expecting you to be funny? And the second question is going to be, have you ever, like, you know how you were saying when you were on stage, you got to be funny and whether or not people mm-hmm. laugh and you got to stick up there. Like, what is that feeling like when you bombing, when you like, oh, that shit, tonight that at shit the night. Like, mm. Yeah, that shit like standing butt naked in the middle of a halftime at a 70 year BTC game. <laughs> <laughs> that shit terrible, dog. It, it ain't nothing like it. But, but it teaches you, you know what I'm saying? You got to yeah. have thick skin because, you know what I'm saying? You ain't going to be funny to everybody. That's That's the main thing. Do you but, ever um, have moments where people are like outside of doing the stand up or doing the show? Do you do you have moments where people expecting you to be funny? You just like, bro, I ain't really in a funny mood. Oh right yeah, now. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like that's the comedian dude type shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, I don't have yeah. people where like you know when we. I think sometimes people think that. First you of all, you had nobody. I had plenty of fans. <laughs> you had nobody. I had plenty of fans walk up to me <laughs> and, say and what? expect me to say something. Excuse me, ma'am. Do right. you work here? <laughs> that's not a fan. That's a customer. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but like for real, I've I've had people where like, uh, you know, they'll expect me to be the same personality that I am in podcasting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They'll expect me to be. You know the the more uh, abrasive person or more outspoken, and really most of the time, most in real life, I'm really chilling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, like right. really, I ain't really even doing all of what I'm doing on on wax. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And so, right, do right, you right. have those experiences where people are like, ah, you you ain't funny for real? Like, nigga, you supposed to yeah, be you supposed course. to be yeah. ha ha all the time, nigga? Right. Right, right. Like they don't understand I'm a fucking human being and I cut this shit off. Like right. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so so yeah, so but you know, I I end up handling it well because I try to be professional and I don't ever want to lose lose a, a potential 
supporter, but you know, mm-hmm. I, like it's nothing too over the top. You know what I'm saying? I right. like, oh man, hey, get it, man. That's the comedian dude. You know, Blazer Squad. But you know, yeah. I, I handle it pretty well. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty cool guy about it. What do you feel like your your niche is? Like, what's your? You know how like Kev on stage got. He's more of like the clean Christian comedian. Then you, mm-hmm. you kind of got the different comedians who have like their style of comedy. What would you say your style of comedy is, or who is your audience? Uh, I don't really. I mean, everybody really. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I hit like in the comedy arena. They call it mainstream, but I tell jokes anywhere. Like I can go in a, some hood shit in Atlanta. I can go to motherfucking Racine, Wisconsin with 300 white folks and, yeah. and tell the same jokes and get the same reaction. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, because I pride myself on, see the thing is I came up in Jacksonville, so you don't really have a choice on what audience you get. You might get a bunch of rednecks, you might get a bunch of hood niggas, you might get Asians, Mexicans, whatever. So you got to be funny to everybody. And a lot of comics don't do that. They stay they stay comfortable with their audience. So I don't have an audience. I just tell jokes whoever in the fucking audience and I'm gonna just go go do what I do because the best comedians can tell jokes in front of any crowd so we did like he said we did watch some of your shows and I, I think the you remind me a lot of like Mike Epps in the sense where you just talking mm-hmm. about like real life you know what like I'm saying shit, like yeah. you just telling shit that you know like Kevin Hart, he's funny. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, but yeah. a lot of the stories he tell, we know they highly exaggerated yeah. or just yeah. completely yeah. false. You know what I'm saying? But it doesn't take yeah. away from it being funny. But like with, with what we've, what I've seen in you, or what I see in like a Mike Epps, it's like real life shit. Like I'm, you know, talking to somebody at the barbecue and they just telling a funny ass story. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a storyteller. Exactly. So do you think that? It may have. It was maybe hard in the beginning of your career, like branching out. I know, like you said in Jacksonville, it is a pretty diverse place as mm-hmm. far as like audiences. But do you feel that branching out, leaving Jacksonville, and kind of going to different types of crowds was something that that you were hesitant at first, or was that something uh, that was just like no. I got to go? Hell no, I was ready to go. I couldn't wait to go on the road. <laughs> that shit was never a problem for me because I knew that I needed to be funny. And other places other than just home mm-hmm. like yeah. all all artists know that even you know people in music you have to be you have to be able to appeal everywhere if you want to rise at the top you know what i'm saying if you're just gonna be local just be local right but i went with that local shit like like early i went with that local shit so why did you feel like dc was the place for you to take your comedy well that's where i got stationed at so i'm still in the military oh. right so I thought that but, you that that was the place that you intended to get stationed at, though. Oh yeah, yeah, it is because DC is kind of like as far as East Coast go. You know, it's it's two and a half hours from New York. You still got Jersey, Philly, mm. Baltimore. You still got. Uh, I can still I can still hit Virginia. You know what I'm saying? I can really you know captivate the entire East Coast by being in DC. And then DC is like one of the one of the comedy meccas in the states because so many dope comics come from here. Mm. So a lot of comics get they start in DC. So I feel like if I can come here. And be good, then maybe, then maybe you know what I'm saying I'm on to something because Chappelle from here, Martin Lawrence from here, Donnell Rollins from here, Wanda Sykes from here, you know, the list goes on. So, uh, you know what I'm saying I, 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 I had to, I had to get where good comedy was. I mean, Jacksonville cool, but if I'm the best comedian in Jacksonville, that shit don't mean nothing because it's right. just fucking Jacksonville. So speaking of the come up and the, and the rise and the grind and the hustle and all that, having to move and relocate to family, you know, mm-hmm. for for your chance to blow and stuff. 
what is life like? I'm pretty sure it's like some unwritten rules of stuff y'all can't speak about, but just give us a little bit of a glimpse into what is life like behind the scenes for a black comedian. As far as do you still do you get all the same opportunities that other counterparts might get of a different pigment? Um, do y'all stick yeah. together? Do y'all help each other out? Is it really a dog eat dog world? Like it's it's um and so and the majority of time it's a dog eat dog. This shit is a self project. This is a self help project. Do it yourself thing. But you know you have some good OGs who who, who look out, and I got some good counterparts. You know what I'm saying? Who I can kind of you know you know look to if I need a show or you know if I need a reference or some shit like that. I mean it's a brotherhood like anything else. But at the end of the day, yeah, this shit is all do it yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you ain't really gonna get no help. You can't expect any help. That's why you gotta really create your own situations with this shit. But that's any type of artist though. That's any type of person that's trying to you know, put themselves out to the world. Like you had to got to do the shit by yourself and you gotta be in the spot where it's being done at. So okay, with that being said, like another question, what is something or how do you necessarily go about preparing for um stand up or for a, a live special or something like that? Like how do you do you have to I know you gotta work on jokes, but I know it's probably so much yeah. more than jokes. You gotta do delivery, oh, yeah, worry oh, about yeah. uh hecklers and stuff networking, like that. Networking, promoting. Networking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it just depends. Like like if it's a show that I'm producing, then you know, at the time before the show, yeah, I'm I'm producing the shit out of it. I'm promoting, um, networking, um, you know what I'm saying, making sure the flyer's right, making sure the tickets being sold, I'm doing all that shit. Then when it's time for the show, I turn into a performer. So you have to be able to like comp- compartmentalize so many aspects of being a great performer because you sometimes you know i'm i'm unsigned so i gotta do all that shit myself no problem because shit i do well at it so you know what i'm saying so i ain't tripping but yeah man it's it's like it's to a point where i want to be like you know damn i want a manager you know to not have to worry about this shit all i gotta do is go perform but Mm -hmm. i'm not at that level yet you know what i'm saying so i gotta i gotta do all this shit myself so if if you know other if you know you got a show on October 1st, how far out in advance do you have to start, you know, making sure you get everything done and the ball rolling just for it to be a, a complete show? Because I didn't know that you had to sit here and try to be funny after you just got through making sure your business is straight on the back end <laughs> with your money and stuff. And I'm pretty sure people done tried to do some janky promoters type shit. Like, oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like October 1st, I mean, I already have my mindset that I have to go deliver because the thing is people spending 20 and 25 dollars to come see you at 300 plus people then nigga you ain't got no you have to be on your shit even if yeah. I even if mentally I ain't there nigga I have to go perform because they don't give a fuck about what's going on in my personal life yeah. or, or or some shitty promoter who I can't deal with or some shitty club owner who, who forgot to order buffalo wings you know what I'm saying yeah. throwing the wings on the menu I don't give a fuck about that I gotta go perform yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's my job. And, and you know, because the thing is, my reputation will precede me on how I do. Thanks. So, you know, if I want to keep the people, I, I got to be on my shit. So, yeah, it's all good. It's a challenge. You know, it is what it is. For sure, man. Come on. <laughs> all right. Glee. Right. So you cannot keep saying Glee. Somebody is going to You going to get yourself beat up. This is serious. But I know you know, so I'm good. I'm not from Miami. from? I just know that people who were that's what Kodak be saying. Yeah, you know, Kodak. them zones gonna be on your head, boy. I can't yeah, help you. Shit. I can't help you with them zones. Oh, we just gonna bleep that out. <laughs> no, I'm saying I bleep. Out. I didn't say glee. I said bleep. He <laughs> be listening to too much Kodak, which is you know what I'm saying. That's cool. But yeah. like I said, dog, I just thought it meant like he had gold grills or something. South Florida is a whole different culture from North Florida. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like South, like North Florida, like Jacksonville, Duval. 
like we we cool, but we have shit to prove because nobody really count us as Florida. Right. So Duval niggas is is much more aggressive. Duval niggas got much more to prove. Duval niggas will knock your shit loose if that time come quicker than any other city in Florida to me because we got some shit to prove. Yeah. And if we from Duval niggas, you know what I'm saying? Got us fucked up. So facts. You know, we just different, man. This not me though. I'm a Christian. It's like not me. Not me either. I've changed. <laughs> I turned my life around. I told somebody, I said, uh, I said, when you're trying to turn your life around, the the people who make it the hardest are the hood niggas. Cause the hood niggas yeah. don't never want you to change. Like they Hell don't never no. want, want to see you grow and become a better Hell person. Nah, man. It, right. so it, it that's always anything. Yeah. So you don't want to hit this J. You mean tell me this fat ass J. Exactly. You don't want to hit this J. All right. That is so true. So you, you don't want this pork chop sandwich we just fried up over here. <laughs> nah, brother, I'm done with pork. Right. I'm trying to tell you, like, I, I got so many niggas calling me from prison, telling me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, why am I trying hey. to be a better person? <laughs> Kickers going to end up uh, uh, married after lockup. I, I see it in the near future. <laughs> Listen, probably majority of our audience are Inmates, for real, free the guys. Yeah, well, free maybe guys. not all of them. Some of them probably need to stay. You know, <laughs> she said that guys. Not so. Me. I did she have didn't. another question. You mentioned being in the Air Force. You know, yeah, shout out to my beloved. You. Yes, shout out to my beloved Air Force. I was listening. I ain't gonna say what I was listening to. What you it's gonna make to? me sound corny. What you listen to? We got an Air Force song, and the other day, like the Air Force song came on. <laughs> so you just ride around listen to the Air Force I was song. That bitch, off we go into the wild <laughs> yonder. yonder. The Air Force song is the most softest military song. It really is. Out of all songs, I should so I should so pie. That's a default word. Yes, that is so <laughs> true. Pie, pie, pie. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have to teach you some. some Pie means it's like it's sweet or some shit. It's like it's soft. Soft, yeah. It's uh, it's hard on the outside, but soft on the inside. Mm. It's, you pie, you pie ass nigga. Gotcha. But <laughs> like, like I was cookie. saying, no, that's not like me. So, like I was saying, <laughs> being in the Air Force, do you feel like you have to be cautious with your content, like the things that you put out there? Because like with me working in the corporate world, sometimes I'd be like, hmm. I be yeah. real raunchy on here sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the thing is, that's why I said I don't like, I don't get into too many politics on stage. I don't really talk about the president. You know, I don't really, because, and then, like, I'm not that type of comic anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if, so if that shit don't really line up with what I want to talk about, I don't talk about it anyway. And, you know, I just do it to keep myself out of trouble because shit, believe it or not, a lot of my office, like my commanders should be coming in my show. Mm. They, you know what I'm saying? They, they be wanting to come and listen and, and see, you know, and see what's good. So, so you know, I, I try not to be. I mean, I just don't have a type of type of material anyway. Like, I don't really care about that. You know what I'm saying? I be right. talking about real shit. Right. Yeah, I saw you, you know was in Dallas. You was uh, it was fun as hell because you was talking about Christmas time and how I think everybody from the hood can relate to this. When you you want a certain thing for Christmas and your parents don't get you that, they get you something that's similar to that. <laughs> and you were talking about how you wanted the GI with G. the arm. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, got yeah, you the, the yeah the, the army man. He was like, you had to be like throw some. I'm just sitting here with a grenade. <laughs> yeah, that shit was hilarious. I was like for real. True fucking story, bro. For real, that shit was funny. I don't want to give a fuck about no toy. I don't know who Michael Jordan is. You better get some of them goddamn uh, pro wings. Right. You better get them shacks out of Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Thanks. Well, 
we've actually we've come to the end of this journey. We really appreciate you you coming yeah, yeah. in. What's what's next for you? Do you think you all maybe consider doing some of those virtual shows we talked about or? No man, I, I I don't know. I ain't gonna say no. But the thing about me is that online shit. It's like like doing comedy online is like giving a crackhead a cigarette. Mm. <laughs> I guess you're right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like I smoke crack, but smoke a cigarette. They ain't the same thing, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I can. See I need crack. <laughs> I, I can see that yeah you feel me so yeah man. well do you, up, man? i appreciate y'all for having me man do you have any upcoming shows live shows uh anytime soon uh, i'm supposed to be at the dc draft house on september 25th and 26th okay you know what i'm saying but that's still up in the air so but that'd be great if it is because that's like one of the best comedy clubs in the city so you know oh, that's dope if, if, yeah. When you get the information, you know, I got a lot of, you know, my, my people stay in D.C. and Maryland. So when you yeah. get the information, send it to me. I'll, I'll post it and help you. Hell yeah. You do know, a I will. Promotion. Definitely will. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, go ahead. Just, you know, uh, drop your Instagram, all your social media right now so Absolutely. people can follow you and they can stay uh, up to date. Please do, man. On everything, it's uh, at Shea Clemens. S-H-A-Y-C-L-E-M-O-N-S. Type in Shea Clemens, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Twitter, Christian Mingle, all that shit. I'm on <laughs> Christian Mingle. Hit <laughs> me up. Oh, he be fucking them I up on Facebook. <laughs> they love him on Facebook. You hear me? Oh, yeah. Right. The, yeah. The, I, I be like, man, I wish I was blowing up on Facebook. You know, it, it, it's like <laughs> Lil Duval was saying it's a certain audience. And Country Women was saying that too. It's a certain audience on Facebook. But they like, yeah. they're loyal people though. Yeah, like, they are. Mm-hmm. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook more realistic. You know what I'm saying? Them people, yeah. that's, that's more... Uh, that's more similar to your to how you live. That's true. You know what I'm saying. So Facebook, my shit. Yeah, I love. I Facebook. wonder if it's because most of the audience is probably older. That's on Facebook. Yeah. You know, like Instagram are. and Twitter yeah. and TikTok. I'm all young people. Twenty. Yeah. They ain't about to buy no ticket going nowhere. Twitter for the young ignorant motherfuckers, which I, I'm good on there too. But yeah. Instagram only for good looking people. You gotta be good looking. <laughs> yeah, I've been telling Cookie to delete hers for days. What? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was a genuine laugh too. I should be a comedian. No, <laughs> go ahead. That's, that's that's how people do it, right? I should be a comedian. Yeah. Go up there and get booed out my socks. <laughs> and I'll be in the front row, booing the fuck out your ass. But yeah, we definitely appreciate you. Uh, you know, taking the time out of your busy schedule because I know you sure, got a lot sure. to do today. So we ain't gonna take up too much more of your time. But again, uh, thank you, man. I, I'm very proud of you and what you got going on, and I'm looking forward Likewise. to seeing a lot more of what you will have going forward. I'm gonna be looking for that steak dinner. Straight up. Oh, for sure, I got you. You know, real quick. So you know what I'm saying. Put it on the house. Right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we going to holler at you later. Uh, Make sure you send me that information. Sure. All right, bro. Be easy, man. All right, man. Take it easy, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty good, huh? Yeah. Hey, yo, shout out to him, though, for real. Like, no no cap. We really did go listen to, uh, watch some of his shows on YouTube. So if you're looking for his stand-up uh, specials or whatnot, then, you know, you can find him on YouTube on Shay Clemens. But, you know, it was it was cool. Hearing that that little inside scoop about like the background, what go on behind the scenes type thing, you know, it was, it was dope. Yeah, shout out to Shay. I really fuck with him. Like, and it's so funny when you when you compliment people, and it's like you see something in them that they mm-hmm. they don't like. He's so humble, and he don't realize like you yeah. you, you kind of a big deal. Like, right, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So shout out to him. 
But how you been though? How COVID treating you? I know this week, uh, September tenth, if I'm not mistaken, was Suicide Awareness Awareness Day, right? Suicide Prevention Day. Mm-hmm. Suicide Prevention Day. My apologies. Mm-hmm. Yep, National Suicide Prevention Day on September tenth. It was so crazy because like there's a lot of different like Suicide Awareness Days, Suicide Survivor Days. So it's a it's a lot of different days. So sometimes I I might mix up. <laughs> Yeah, I'll get mixed up. But, like, it was so random because on, on that day, everybody was posting, like, suicide stuff. And I was just like, okay, this is... But it wasn't <laughs> enough for it to be like, oh, Triggering, this is that yeah. day. It was just like, this is random that, like, so many people posting about suicide. But yeah. that's dope, though. Like, And then I realized that it was it was suicide, National Suicide Prevention Day. Um, it's also, you know, it's so crazy. It's also, uh, this was the week... That my cousin passed away, the one who committed suicide. So I was going to ask you, like, let's just dive in deep real quick, all right? Okay. All right, cool. Very How do you normally unexpected. handle? I know, right? Because <laughs> you know, like, if for those who listen to the show, you know that you know Cookie has experienced suicide at a more of a um, a higher rate than. Most people have, right? Mm-hmm. We're fortunate enough to say that we haven't experienced what she's experienced. And it's been like all close people to you. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, how do you normally handle days like this? Are these days really hard for you? Do you try do you like to talk about it? Do you open up about it? You know? Um, I think it used to be really, really hard for me. But I think that I'm in. I'm getting to a place, or I've gotten to a place where I just feel like I have a, a greater understanding of death and just like the transition and um, you know transcending the the earthly realm. Mm-hmm. So it used to be very hard for me until I started to understand, you know, have a, a more of a spiritual understanding of it, and so it's not as difficult. But I think the nature of it is still kind of hard to process sometimes mm-hmm. and it's just like I, I have a friend salute to her and so she's she came to me you know I was trying to kind of be there for her in that sense but that's the first one that she's ever experienced okay. and so it was something where I was really trying to like explain to her but you know when you know how like a person has been through something so many times and then a person has been through something for the first time, it's hard for you to tell Your them understanding like, about it is so deep it, that exactly. she don't catch on to it yet. Exactly. And, and it's still very fresh for that person. And so um, all I can do, and, and it was actually a learning situation for me too because I always said like I want to be there for people. I want to be like Trayvon Martin mom. How like she experienced a tragedy and it's almost like whenever you see her with the other moms who have lost their their mm-hmm. children to uh, gun violence or pl- police brutality. they It seems like they kind of like uh, they're drawn to her. Yeah. And I feel like that was her calling, even though she went through a, tra- a tragic experience mm-hmm. that was like her calling and she's there for them. And I've always wanted to be that type of person, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Use that those experiences that I've had with that. And so when she came it was really like a, a learning experience for me because I've never had somebody who was freshly going through something like that mm-hmm. come to me like, you know, and, and want to talk to me about what they were going through. So, so let me ask you a question because, you know, you have went through it. And one day we will go real deep and we'll break down like 
you know, how you felt? What was you doing when you got the information? Was it something? And that this is this is my question now. Um, if it's anybody listening who might be going through this for the first time, or just in general, what would you tell somebody? Like, because I'm pretty sure, like, you probably put some of the blame on yourself. Like, man, I should have reached out to this person more. I should have been paying more attention to the signs. Like, mm-hmm. which I know realistically you do it, but it's not healthy for you to do that to yourself, right? So what would be something that you what would be something that you tell people to help them cope with dealing with losing somebody to that? Um maybe they missed the phone call the day before. Well, I think it's of. just natural to like feel guilt, you know what I mean? Because you always going to feel like there's something that you could have done or something that you should have said or you know, something that you should have caught. But so it's just natural to have those feelings. I can't even tell somebody like, oh, don't feel guilty. Don't blame yourself because it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it, just the same way as you're going to feel anger or you're going to feel like disappointment in the person who did it. But I would tell them to um, understand that grief comes in waves and it's not it's not a it's not like a flood where it's like it's constantly rising. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's going to you're going to have those moments where it's like. You're going to have really high highs and you're going to have really low lows. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks. And then sometimes you're going to be able to breathe. But you just have to ride the wave. You know what I'm saying? And not feel like you got to be, you like you have to be anything or any one thing or have to have any one feeling. Like yeah. you just have to ride the wave. And then eventually you're going to be coasting and you know you'll learn you to learn accept. how to cope how to deal with it mm-hmm. that's you know what like i told you we got to get back to our mental health cherries because i feel like that was a very special part of the podcast to me we talk about a lot of ratchet shit but we always had the mental health cherries and we still do give out those mental health cherries but we need to get back to making it a dedicated segment of the uh of the episodes because i feel like you got like a lot of wisdom in those areas. Now you're not as smart as me, but you ah. know you you manage. <laughs> and with my help, you make it to the top. Then, oh, with your help. With my help, yeah. Okay. So uh but no But you know what I will say okay. too? I was reading something one time and they were talking about how having a partner like me is important? No, not oh, at all. Okay. Actually I was writing a I was writing a paper, but I was about researching. How important I was. Not Are we all. talking about me? No. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> okay. Lose up accident. <laughs> but what they were saying was how um, suicide, death by suicide is the only type of death that people, other than like probably murder, I guess you would mm-hmm. say, where people look for somebody to blame. Like if, 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 if a person, you know, died by a car accident, while you're still grieving and you're still sad, you kind of can give it to God. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And you could try to understand through through God or through whoever your spiritual guide is, you know, and kind of justify why this may have happened. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? When it comes to like dying of cancer or in any like terminal illness, like you have that time to process you it. You know why? Why? Because we as humans, this is not just with death. This is with anything, a bad breakup, anything. Our need to understand stuff is like crazy high right but what i'm saying is with 
death by suicide it's like you looking to blame somebody because you have so many unanswered questions you don't know why that person did it so it's like oh you gotta be the cause no it's like people just point fingers you're right like when i had when my when my cousin passed away a lot of people was looking at his parents Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying when my aunt passed away a lot of people were looking at her husband Mm -hmm. you know what i mean when I, i had another person who passed away i ain't gonna say who they are but when they passed away, a lot of people was looking at her husband, her job, and all these things. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like it sucks because it's the people closest to you who most people blame. And it's like a lot of times when people have that in their mind, that's already in their mind and on their heart to do that. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's like it don't matter what you could have said, what you could have done. At the end of the day, they're their own person. They're in control of of whatever they're destiny quote-unquote is and if that's what they're gonna do that's what they're gonna do and i had to learn to accept that too like i could have been with this person every day of their life and i could have prayed with them 24 hours a day and mm-hmm. i could have did it i could have when my auntie passed away we literally prayed together every single day now mm-hmm. she was more so praying for me because i had gotten into that bad car accident mm-hmm. and so i was like really depressed and sad so she was like you know telling me about like it was really crazy with her because she was like always like I, w- I was like depressed and she was like motivating me to live, like mm-hmm. telling me how things are bad right now, but they're going to get better and you're going to get past this and like, you know, let's pray and this, this and that. And then she did what she did. And I was just like, damn, like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I see, probably that was trying my, to keep you from feeling the thoughts the same, that she the same way she was feeling. Yeah. And that really that one two of them really fucked me up and and that one really fucked me up with her one because she was like really close she mm-hmm. was like my mom and then also because she uh because she was my first one mm-hmm. and then the other one fucked me up with this dude who i was cool with because i felt like he was really trying to reach out to me and and he he was trying to talk to me i think Mm -hmm. i told you about him he was trying to talk to me but he was like real kind of aggravating and corny but i was still cool with him because i knew him but like we was like are you crying (laughs) no my nose is running all of a sudden Uh, your eyes are a little watery my eyes ain't fucking watery (laughs) i need a church fan right now what would the church fan do i guess you catch the holy ghost (laughs) (laughs) but no but with him i felt really shitty because I felt like he kind of caught me when I was in like my fuck niggas type of stage. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I really wasn't fucking with him like that. And then he did that. And I was just like, damn, like it probably, again, you going to go through that phase where you feel like it's your fault. But then at the same time, if a person going to do it, they're going to do it regardless. And so I felt like, damn, like maybe he just needed somebody to be there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if I would have been there, maybe things would have been different. But Again, as time has gone on and as I've experienced more suicides, I know that yeah. that's just not how life works. Uh, what about all the niggas that tell you, if you leave me, I'm going to kill myself? Do you take them serious? You know, at this point, I'm going to still leave you, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, check I, do, on you. <laughs> I do take that. I take it serious. I had a situation just uh, a couple of days ago mm. where the, the guy was, it, the guy was threatening to kill himself. Because you didn't want to talk to him no more. It wasn't because Let's of me. Let's dive into this conversation. <laughs> nah, it wasn't because of me. But the guy was threatening to kill himself, okay. and I was telling him like, "Bro, I don't, I don't take that 
lightly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't play about that at all. Mm-hmm. And I know he was only saying it because he was upset. He was frustrated about the situation. And I was like, you know, do I need to call somebody for you? Right. And he was just like... I, I said that 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 that, and if I said this, then you shouldn't be calling nobody. I called the police, and I had the police go to his house. Well, was he doing anything illegal when they got there? No. Was he on the run? No. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but Have they called me back. Have you talked to him since then? No, but but the the police called me back. Was he detained? I don't know, but they was like <laughs> they was like what what was the conversation? And I told them what the conversation was, and they was like, because he said he didn't tell you that, and I was like, yes, he did. And so they was like, uh, well, he's okay, and we, we calmed him down. We talked to him or whatever, so everything right. is good. But I didn't feel bad for that. And I, I had talked to some other people about it, and it was like, you did the right thing because what if he really would have gone yeah. to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, and I didn't, you know, he didn't get in trouble or nothing. It was just more, it, a wellness check is just that. But I also know somebody, I mean, I don't know them personally, but I know the story of a husband and a wife they was into it i think i told you about this too and the wife called the police on her husband because he left the house Mm -hmm. and she called the police to go do like a wellness check to to make sure he was okay and he called her and was like did you call the laws on me and she was like yeah because you know you tripping Mm -hmm. right now and so then he hung up on her he called his mama and he told his mama like i guess he had a lot of anxiety with police or whatever Mm -hmm. And he felt like they was going to try to take him to jail or they was going to kill him. So he was like, I'm going to kill myself before they kill me. And he shot himself in the head while his mom was on the phone. And the mama, at first the mama was blaming the wife. Yeah. But I guess enough people talked to her about it. Mm-hmm. But now she's blaming the police. And I'm like, it, it, to me, you can't blame nobody. Because right. at the end of the day, nobody had bad intentions. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Everybody trying to make sure he good. So... Anyways, yeah, to answer your question, I take it very serious. Like I don't play with that shit at yeah. all. Yeah, that's that's something I've never been I've never been that hurt to tell a woman I'm gonna kill myself if you leave me. Uh before we change uh topics, go ahead and give them the suicide uh prevention oh, hotline. Yes. In case you're listening to this and you might be battling any type of depression, you know what I'm saying, or whatever makes people, you know, feel the need to harm themselves. We want you all to know that you're not alone. You might not be able to call us. <laughs> you can you DM can, me though. I, you know, I, I be having people DM me shit for real. With DM Cookie. Yeah. And DM me too. Are you gonna respond? No. <laughs> <laughs> now I have had people DM me, and I, I not to say like I'm suicidal, but I don't have people DM me saying like they was really sad or whatever they was going through, mm-hmm. or saying that they've had relatives who did that. And I, you know, I don't mind people DMing me, and I feel like that was my purpose for even getting into this was for yeah. those reasons. You know what I mean? But I would say for people who are going through things, don't uh, harbor those feelings. Don't be afraid to share those feelings. And it sounds like I'm a hypocrite because I don't talk a lot about my feelings. But I also, I think that if I was in a dark place. Mm-hmm. You would share those feelings? I would talk to somebody. Okay. Because I know how sometimes uh, when you are in a dark place, how your reality kind of becomes distorted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you start to think things that may not necessarily be true. And so I think it is important to share whatever you're going through with somebody else. That way you can kind of get pulled back into the light. You know what I mean? No, I definitely dig it. 
Um, no, so on a serious note, listen, like she just said, y'all not in this alone. You can DM any one of us. I would probably refer you to her because I'm pretty sure she has more of a, a knowledgeable base and can tell you some more powerful shit than I can. But, you know, you're not here. And we also have the number that is. Yes. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. That number again, 800-273-8255. Available 24 hours a day. 24 cell. And they also speak multiple languages. So if you bilingual like oh, me. Como estas? Ah, muy bien. You supposed to say it's your turn. No, you supposed to say eat through. Oh no, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. So I know that was kind of a oh no, this ain't the beginning of the show. I was gonna say I know it's kind of a damper at the beginning of the show, but you got Shay, you know what I'm saying? So we gotta flip the script. You feel yeah. me? And this is it, it's something important to talk about too, honestly. Yeah. Like I was wondering if we should have put it at the end or not. Nah. But I always like to put the very important stuff at the beginning in case, you know, people might get a little distracted. Along the listen, Possibly. hopefully they'll come back and finish the episode because we always dropping gems throughout the whole thing. But you know, yes, another uh, national day. Okay, nine eleven was on Friday. What were you doing when nine eleven happened? I remember exactly what I was doing. I was in the sixth grade in Miss Mechanics class. Where did you graduate high school? Uh, two thousand eight. Okay. Shout out to Miss Mechanic wherever you are. She had a. Uh, Were you 11? Uh, at the time? That was 2001? Yeah. Yeah. I was 11. And uh, her class was dope as fuck. But she turned it on yeah. the TV. And I was going to James Weldon Johnson. If you went there, shout out to you. Um, It looked like a movie. Like it didn't even look real. She turned it right. on the TV. And it was just like, damn, like this don't even seem real. And then everybody's parents started coming to get them and shit. Yeah. I remember being like, what's going on? Like. And it's crazy how, like, imagine that something happened in New York and our parents coming to pick us up from schools in the South. Like, well, because it was planes crashing in other states. Yeah. So they didn't know because I don't want to sound who the ignorant. Fuck gonna crash but the one in Jackson. What are they going to crash in Jackson? But the one the local plane crashed <laughs> in the field. But I think that's because oh, yeah. the, 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 the passengers the, uh, took over. Yeah. That's true. But so they, people didn't know where the fuck them planes was right. coming from. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But, uh, God bless them, man, and they family. Yeah, That's shitty, man. Because right like, yeah. imagine that was nineteen years ago. So some some of them was probably pregnant and shit. Like the the mamas was the babies was just being born, or it's probably newborn baby. So nineteen years, you grown now. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. said, do, do it make yeah. sense? What I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like some of them was probably newborn babies and they lost their parents. Mm-hmm. You know, or yep. even just small children, or you know what I'm saying? So That's it's just crazy. like they they have lived their whole life. Up until adulthood without their parents. I remember being in computer class. And I remember, uh, 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 I think the principal announced, everybody turn your TV on to XYZ channel. And they were showing the shit. It was like, what is going on? And the teachers, obviously, they was, oh, my God. You know, but as kids, I'm like, bro, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, I see it, but it's just like, a, is this for real? Yeah. You know? Because I remember President George Bush was talking to a group of kids when they pulled them out the room type shit. It's crazy because we were kids, so we didn't understand the magnitude mm. of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, imagine if some shit like that was happening now as an adult. Like, right. you would be fucked up. You know what I'm saying? You're like, because bro, that shit crazy. You just don't know what to expect, period. Like, 
that for them to be able to take over planes, like you don't know what the fuck else they got planned. Like that was completely caught that like that completely caught America by surprise. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and it completely changed the way that things, especially travel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. Oh yeah, for sure. I remember. When you used to could go to the back, like if your people was dropping you off, they could go to the back, walk you all the way mm-hmm. to the gate. They yeah, walk you all the way to the gate. Can't do that shit no more. Like after you that, can have whatever size drink you want to have. Yep, you can bring whatever you want to bring on there. Like it, everything completely changed after that. You know what I mean? And if you think about it, it really fucked up a whole demographic of people. Yeah, I have a homegirl who's Pakistani. Yeah, and she cool as fuck. Can rap. Kanye West, the graduation album from front to back, cool as a fan. You know what I'm saying? Grew up in like A Leaf. So she cool. Always been around black people. But she was like, when that happened, they wear like the little covers. So she was like, imagine you being a good guy and not everybody looking at you like you're the enemy just because how yeah. you. you I'm sure it was I'm, a lot of hate crime. I'm sure that you can imagine. <laughs> you know, because you, you black. <laughs> that just put everybody on like antennas up when people were flying like people she was like it would make her uncomfortable how uncomfortable people was around her she don't like flying to this day for that very reason and even to this day people remember jess hilarious got in trouble Mm because she made a joke uh about that but um it it definitely brought out a lot of ignorance in people um during that time and even up until now like you said sad because a lot of people lost their lives a lot of families lost they 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 people, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And I think it traumatized a lot of people for a long time. So it's fucked up. There was a, a hashtag. I do feel like it was insensitive, but I, I understood the point. And the hashtag was all buildings matter. Right. <laughs> and so people was on some like Y'all are so insensitive. <laughs> Families lost their loved ones and da 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 da. But the point of them doing mm-hmm. it was because of the Black Lives Matter and the All Lives Matter. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And they're like, okay, now y'all get it. You know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. So they was trying to prove a point, but the hashtag uh, went viral, I guess, and a lot of people was upset about it. I wonder who did it. I'm sure it was a black person, whoever it was. <laughs> I'm sure it was a black person. Sure it was. was. Sure but yes, was. um, you know, rest in heavenly peace to everybody who uh who lost their lives all the firefighters people who were in the building people who were on the planes the families who were affected by it man could you imagine that though i, I really couldn't even imagine no shit like that like bitch, i just went to work just to get my paper you know what i'm saying and now i got to jump out the, the 15th floor imagine you going to work to turn in your uh your resignation you, <laughs> you about to quit yeah you packing up your box or some shit you, you you get on the phone, I'm about to go ahead for 15 minutes, I'm going to be right out. That shit crazy, like, I just couldn't imagine it. I think I think Ice-T had said that he watched them fall from his apartment window. He was living in New York, and he saw them from the window. I'm like, man, like, that shit got to be scary. I just couldn't imagine going through that now. I just, I know one thing, I couldn't never be a terrorist. <laughs> Like, I just could never be one. <laughs> like, I kill myself. <laughs> right. Imagine being in the meeting. You like, fuck the Americans. I hate them. You know what I'm saying? They'd be like, they'd be like, yeah, come on. We gonna go over there. Fuck some shit up. Yeah, let's go fuck some shit up. Hell yeah. We gonna go over there. We gonna make them pay for what they did to us. Let's make them pay. Who ready to die? Huh? <laughs> Hold on. What? We, di- we gotta die? <laughs> we gotta die in this situation? Right. See, nah, I could. I, I don't think I could do it. I absolutely could not. And it, like, I just really, anything that involves me having to, like, <laughs> 
not take out the terrorist part but even if i was like a gang member like i just really couldn't do that shit like the initiation part where i gotta get jumped i gotta get shot i gotta shoot somebody else like i'm not that dedicated to any cause (laughs) you know what i'm saying like well i have to do shit like that like you gotta really be dedicated and committed to a cause and i just don't think not not that cause right yeah i just don't think i can barely stick to a diet listen you hear me (laughs) I damn sure anybody <laughs> sit here and strap a bum to myself and go through with the shit. I'm not gonna do none of that shit. And I be it be making me think like people who are even people who are like mass shooters. Like, what what is your state of mind to make you want to go and just like, like how you was just talking about earlier, like killing people. Like I just. I, I never understood the mind of like a serial killer, even with all these documentaries and A shows lot of them people and- be thrown off, but you know something I, I've heard a lot of them say, like towards the younger people, not younger, but like the most recent ones within like the last maybe, let's say, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. A lot of them want the notoriety that come mm-hmm. with them doing this shit. That's, so uh, there's a movie, I mean, I'm sorry, not a movie. It's a limited series about Versace. Well, it's about the 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 guy who killed Versace Mm -hmm. and you know he went on like a killing rampage he didn't only kill Versace he killed other people too Mm -hmm. and the show it gives some of his perspective and that's what he was obsessed with like wanting to be not wanting to see himself on tv and being famous and being well known and like it's just I don't know it's just I, I don't know it's just weird to me like people who do shit like that and it's just like where what sparked that in your mind? You know what I mean? Like with terrorists, and I'm not saying this is right by any means, but a lot of them are uh, religious groups. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they have certain beliefs that if we do this, then this will happen. Mm-hmm. But a person who is a mass shooter or a person who is a serial killer, like what, what sparked your in your beliefs, mind? Right. You know what I mean? And I know they say that a lot of those people, it starts from childhood, torturing dogs yeah. or mm-hmm. animals yep, or whatever. Yep, yep. But it's just like still... Where did that come from? Hey, what if you see one of your kids beating up like a dog or some shit? <laughs> You're like, oh, damn. You going to jail. <laughs> you got to start sleeping with your dough lock. <laughs> Man. I, but see, my kids, luckily, they love animals, so I think we safe. Right. But I remember, uh, I'm going to say that. I was going to say I ain't going to say it, but I'm going to say it. I remember because we used to be, we used to, you know, lizards. So you was the one that used to kill the animals. <laughs> you used to kill the animals, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it was you. <laughs> you <laughs> know, get the lizards, fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, lizards can live without their tail, right? Uh-huh. So we used to do chop them off. We used to do science experiments <laughs> where we would, yeah, we would chop their tails off or we would set their tails on fire and see if they would really live. But now that me thinking that in my mind, I'm like, that that could have been like the spark that yeah, led uh-huh. me to being a serial killer. That's why you had to. I was wondering why you was in here sharpening your machete when I came in in the dark. See, she said she said she did it too. She said she did. Where's she from? Where's she, she from here? Uh, you from here, right? She said she cried after. I didn't cry. We you cried it. after, man. See, <laughs> you ain't no real she killer. Spe- nah, that's even more crazy year <laughs> to do it and then get sad about it. That's what split personality type shit. Damn, you right. But nah, like, so I'm just trying to think. I mean, I, I know I'll never understand it because I don't have a mind of a killer, but it's just interesting to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they have, they do have documentaries. Yeah. They have, uh, 
therapists and doctors and psychologists and all these people who try to rationalize it but i just think that it's something that will never truly be understood nah. you know what i mean nah it will it will never be understood i don't think so not unless you're just that person i yeah. guess but that's what i told you like i i can't even think of anything like anything that's serious enough to make me want to kill somebody right you know what i'm saying that's why i like the movie the joker yeah because it kind of got into his mind and like you know it showed you how he you seen it right mm-hmm Okay, yeah, it shows you how he was like always picked on and yeah, how he just ended up just and a lot of times I think not gonna say a lot of times because like you said we don't know but maybe some of the times that's what it is maybe they just have like such a rough life going up to where they just snap and lose it they already on medication or supposed to be on medication or whatever the case may be and some of them may have mental issues and maybe they just snap just after years but then and years I be thinking too like what about like people who. It, it ain't even like they a serial killer, but like you say, they just snap. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, they just decide one day, I'm finna kill this bitch. Like, how do you get to that point in your mind, like, to where you're literally, like, about to kill a person? You know what I mean? You ain't doing it for insurance money. You ain't doing it because they did you bad, but you just mad. Like, how do you get that mad? You know what I mean? I don't think I've... I've gotten angry enough to where I probably wanted to, like, you know, molly whop a nigga, but <laughs> I ain't never really, like... You want to give a nigga a little bit of that whop. <laughs> yeah, and, and not the whop that you think. <laughs> but it's just, like, I don't think I've ever gotten to a point where I was, like, I'm finna kill this nigga. And the only time that I've thought I'm finna kill this person is when I thought my life was in danger, like, in a self-defense type mm-hmm. of way. Like, okay, if I don't kill him, he's he gonna, gonna kill, kill me. me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I've never been in a situation where I'm like, oh, that nigga cheated on me, bitch, you about to die. Like, that lady who ran her husband over at the eight. Now, I'm gonna tell you something about that type of situation. That love shit, that's a snap, it's a temporary insanity. Mm. That shit is really true, I believe. Because I can only imagine... You loving somebody, doing everything for them, and they cheat on you, mm-hmm. and you catch them in the act of, I don't know, like, don't take this the wrong way. Mm. Realistically, I would like to think that if I walked in the house and my wife is getting piped down by mm-hmm. this dude, that I would be able to be like, all right, cool, fuck it, you got her, bro. You know, whatever the case may be, I'm going to pack me a bag, get on out of here. i love to think I would be able to do that, mm-hmm. but I know that in that situation, ain't no telling what I would do. Mm-hmm. And I promise to God, I've never hit a woman, never had a desire to hit a woman. But I'm just saying, that temporary insanity shit is for real. Mm. Like, love already had you doing crazy shit. And that's why I say, I don't think that I would ever want to be like a side chick or or be a cheater. Because love will make a motherfucker kill you. Bruh. Like... Love already had you doing shit you normally wouldn't do. Yeah. Now, imagine if you giving all your time, money, energy to somebody who you just... When people be in, people be in love with people, bro, like... Obsessed. Obsessed mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. I and, think I asked somebody, and we won't say his name. Okay. But it rhymes with Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I, I specifically asked him, what would you do if your... Uh, person left you. What did he say? He said he would kill him. <laughs> you know, like, I really believe, like you know, so Melvin, okay, for conspicuous purposes, <laughs> is uh, a very chill individual. Mm-hmm. But I really believe that he will hurt some 
behind that girl. Mm. Like, I don't put it past me for one second. Like, mm-hmm. he would lose his shit. And so, is that the type of love? Not talking about them. Is that the type of love that a person wants? Not talking about them. I'm just yeah. saying, do you In want general. the type of love where a person is so obsessed with you that you would that they would kill you if you try to leave them? Nah, I'm good. I want you to be obsessed with me. Like I'm gonna tell you something to turn me on one time. So okay, if 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 say me and you was together, right? Okay. And I'm like, if you ever try to leave me, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> so what you want to eat for dinner and just keep going like would you be like damn wait hold up see it depends on i gotta know your personality right with my personality see with your personality i'd be like uh. <laughs> you could try to have an escape route yeah. i need to go ahead and get out of here don't come back <laughs> i'm gonna get some milk for dinner tonight i want some pasta uh-huh. but i got milk you don't got the type of milk i need uh-huh. you got what kind of milk you got almond, almond milk? milk yeah see i need two percent <laughs> Oh, I can see that. Two hours later. Where you at? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I'm in California. <laughs> Damn, I just gave my location up. Like, no way. Like, I gotta move again. <laughs> um, but I don't want that type of obsess. Okay. I want this type of obsessive. Okay. Like, I was at TSU Homecoming like two years ago. Uh, on Friday nights, for people who don't know, I'm musically inclined. So I used to play in the band. So on Friday nights, everybody who used to be in the band go to the band hall. I was on the band hall, uh, at the band hall with everybody kicking, talking shit, you know. That's like a goddamn uh, fashion runway, too, also. Niggas get fly to go out there and fuck with the band. Because you see people you ain't never seen in a long-ass time. It was a whole vibe. Okay. So, I'm, I'm on uh, Instagram, I'm on live, you know. I'm looking good that night or whatever. You know it's how like, I do. Up? I clean hey, up. I'm out here. I ain't put the hand. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, look. <laughs> I'm out here, bitch. I tell that chill the fuck out. <laughs> nah, but um, the chick I was fuck with at the time, she was like, "You keep posting uh all these Instagram videos of these girls uh talking to you, laughing with you. I'm gonna have to come bite somebody's face off." But I was like, "All right, you know, really enough that turned me on." I was like, "Damn!" So I like that type of that little like you know, a little jealousy is always good. It makes you feel wanted. So maybe not a killer, but yeah. a cannibal. Yeah. Somebody that say, I, I might not cook you dinner tonight keep fucking with me. Not kill you. But eating your face off is okay. She won't eat my face off. She's going to eat their face off. <laughs> so eating anybody's face yeah, off. Yeah, so maybe don't harm me. Hmm, we found out. Shoot somebody else. I love you a long time. <laughs> okay. I can see that. Oh, I think I fixed it. Now it's not as loud. But like, if you ever try to leave me, I'd kill a bitch. I'm I- like, ah. Um, now I'm turned on. If you ever try to leave me, I'll kill you. Ah, now I'm packing my bags. <laughs> <laughs> you, see, you see the correlation. I see what you did there. <laughs> I was doing it with this guy once. Long time ago. Long, long, long time ago. Back when I was having sex. So that's about what? Two weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday. No, I'm just That was like so long ago for real. But while we was doing it, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is some good dick, huh? This is some good dick, huh? I was like, yeah, daddy. Eh, eh, eh. And so then he was like, this dick's so good, you want to fight a bitch over it, huh? Like, I was like, yes, I'm going to beat a bitch. <laughs> I'll beat a bitch ass, bitch. <laughs> but me going back, I was like, that was some ghetto ass thing. <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah, yeah, what you going to do for this dick? You going to whoop a bitch ass? You going to polywop a bitch, huh? Yes, I'm going to polywop that. <laughs> oh that shit funny dog 
For was it record, really that good though? No, hell no. I was just gonna say for the record it was not that great at all, actually. <laughs> now it was good, but not not enough for me to fight a bitch. Actually, I don't think I've ever had any uh Johnson. Pee pee. I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna go with pee pee. <laughs> I never I never had nothing that's like that fire where I'm just like I'm Let me go. Yeah. Nah, I just don't feel like it's worth it. That's because you're mature. Maybe when you was, if you was 21. Man, nah, I never, like, I just, like how we was talking about JT and old girl. Mm-hmm. I've just never been in a space where, like, I'm about to fight this bitch over this nigga. Yeah. Like, I never, like, I, I never, maybe, maybe my now first love. the truth love. comes out. Maybe my first love. And it wasn't even though, like, I want to beat this girl up. Mm-hmm. It was more so, like, I feel tried and, bitch, you going to see me. And it wasn't about So, it wasn't about nigga. him. It was the principle of the situation. You feel played. Right. Because she you. came over our house trying to be on some cool shit, like, trying to be my friend. Oh, yeah. And I know you fucked my nigga. Like, and it, he didn't cheat on me. It was when we wasn't together. But the principle, the principle, you know what I'm saying? yeah. It's the principality. Not for you. Like, don't, don't disrespect me. So... That was probably the only time where I've ever felt like I want to fight somebody. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. again, it wasn't even over the nigga himself. But if if we take out the semantics, it it's just be the about nigga. the nigga. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, I, but that's the only time. Like, I just never been in that space in my life where like I'm arguing over because because the thing about it is, if it's not if it's not this girl, it, it'll be another girl. It's all at the end of the day, it fall on on the mm-hmm. man. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like, why am I fighting over a man who would even put me in a position to have to fight, fight over him? Yeah. You know what I mean? But a lot of niggas love that though. A lot of niggas I've like never liked feeling like shit. they getting fought over and, and people competing for them. I, I because don't, that shit come with you having to explain yourself. I ain't. I'm cool on that shit. Right. I don't like drama. I don't like having to repeat myself like about some shit twenty times. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Hey, guys. Uh, in the beginning of this episode, it's going to be extremely loud. Um, I couldn't figure out the shit, the system. My engineer hat was, it was leaning today. Is that right? But I figured it out, and so it's not going to be as loud for the rest of the show. But, yeah, just turn it down, I guess. This well, announcement is probably late. Yeah, this is look, this is a tad bit behind <laughs> schedules. By now, they're already probably... <laughs> Covering their eardrums. <laughs> right. It, it bleeding from their ears at right. this point. But I still feel like I should acknowledge it. Like, I, I know, you know, we be knowing when shit be fucked up, man. We hear it before y'all hear it. But, yeah, uh, for sure. You know, I think it's still some some pretty dope content. So, you know, just turn, you know, turn it down. It's all right. It'll be all right, little baby. Well, right, right now, you probably could turn it back up. <laughs> but, you <laughs> know, whatever. sound like we're on a poetry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sound like poetry now. <laughs> Who am I? The first time we was well, with John and the Eastside Boys. You know that? Oh, you don't, you don't know your love, Jones. Back to the show, because we went on some whole other we shit. We was on some whole <laughs> random ass shit just then. Um, I feel like we've, we've talked about firefighters and inmates quite a bit today. Uh, maybe I've just been thinking. <laughs> maybe I've been thinking about inmates quite uh, a bit today. <laughs> That's more like it. We've said nothing about a fire. <laughs> you just had your mind on inmates since the first, since the interview. Right. Nah, but uh, so the governor, I believe the governor of California. Yeah. He just signed a bill mm-hmm. where inmate firefighters 
can actually become firefighters now and their records will be expunged. I thought that was pretty dope. That is dope. Giving people a second chance, you yeah. know. Especially to do something like that. Because, you know, well, for those that don't know, what we're talking about is I'm pretty sure you've heard about the fires that happen along the West Coast. And you saw it started from a, a baby gender reveal where they was using, they was involved in fire some kind of way. I'm I like, wonder what's going to happen to them people. They're probably, well, I don't know if they're going to go to jail, but they definitely going to get a big ass fine. Yeah, yeah. You burning up the whole fucking city, the state. Yeah, man. You going <laughs> to. You should have just <laughs> fucking popped the balloon. <laughs> Your baby going to be hated. <laughs> Fuck that baby. <laughs> I wonder what they're going to name the baby. Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, so I'm pretty sure you heard about the fires. So what they do is when the fires get out of control and get that big, obviously they're probably battling the fires. If not 24 hours throughout the day, at least 18 to 20 hours out of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so to give the, I'm not going to say the real firefighters, but to give the paid firefighters. The civilian. The civilian guys mm-hmm. uh, some time off, they get inmates to come and help out. So in the past, they would let the inmates come help out. Um, and then the inmates will get out of jail and they wouldn't be able to be a fireman because of their past records. Right. So now... The governor has uh, did something really good. I'm proud of him for this. He stepped up and signed a, a new bill that states what Cookie just said. Once upon the uh, release date, records will be expunged and they could go be a firefighter. You know, I be feeling like, Lil Duval said this too, but I really do be feeling like uh, California be ahead of the game sometimes. Like, a yeah. lot of the things that they do are very progressive mm-hmm. compared to the rest of the country. But I don't know, like... I don't think they let inmates come be firefighters in Houston, though. I think that's like a California thing, a West Coast thing, because of the fires that y'all experience out there. Right, but I'm just saying in general. In general, oh yeah, California like with is the a weed. very progressive state. Like yeah. the way that they do things, mm-hmm. they were ahead of the game. Like a lot of people, from my understanding, back in the civil rights times, it was not as much racism being mm-hmm. experienced in California. Segregation was not as prominent in California. Because California always had the weed. Everybody was like sunshine off it of... It wasn't uh, necessarily the weed, but California always had the drugs. It was like, what's what's the name of that movie? Not Training Day. Remember the Titans. Remember uh, Sunshine, who was from California? Mm-hmm. Hippie boy that was cool with everybody. Didn't understand why they ain't like black people. Mm-hmm. You know, almost got them beat up a couple of times because he can't understand the shit, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yep, so... I do. I, I love California. Shout out to y'all. I got a lot of friends still in California. Um. Okay. So speaking of Lil Duval, mm-hmm. I don't know if he started this challenge or if he just popularized the challenge. Uh, but the period challenge. My favorite challenge. <laughs> Hold on. Let me clarify what kind of period I'm talking yes, about. Yes. What period are you? We're talking not about? talking about the red light, green light, stop period. Mm. We talking about the. That ass so fat, it look like a P, and you just spell period behind it. Okay. Something I could probably do, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, some people hey. like, mama say lyric. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. You hey, also somebody, say serious. <laughs> somebody put uh, Wendy Williams from the front, <laughs> and her titty spelled the P. <laughs> That's real funny. Hey, facts, though. But It's been a quite, uh, quite an interesting challenge. Yeah, so all these women are subjectifying themselves. I'm about to say, I don't like women like that, though. I don't take a woman nah. serious who do that type of shit. I don't think it's bad, though. It's all. It's like, nothing it's bad fun. with it. But yeah. I just don't want, like, the type of women with the mindset I want them to have, I don't think they're really doing that shit like that. Maybe, 
but it's all in fun. I ain't because I've seen people like be clothed and yeah. do it. You yeah. don't have to like show your body off. I'm just saying, like, yeah, like if I, I had a girl funny. and she did the shit, that was a serious conversation coming. Really? Fuck is you out here showing your ass for? Okay, so what if she took the earring off and just still took the picture? Because it's just a regular picture. Fuck is you out here showing your ass for? Ah. How many pictures you got with your ass in the uh, in the camera a or lot. Instagram? Well, you look different. And you can also <laughs> watch my stories and see even more. All right. So you got an OnlyFans promotion. And if you look at my close <laughs> friends, I'm saying I got uh, You got a close <laughs> friends, huh? I don't. Yes, you do. You know, I wanted to do one, but then I was like, man, that's going to tempt me to do too much shit that I don't need to be doing. So, What would you do in your close friends? My shit be lit. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that much. It'll be lit. So, nah. Because then I might as well have an OnlyFans. Right. So... I got a friend who uh, only posts their boyfriend on there. On the OnlyFans? No, on the uh, close friends. Oh, that's weird. So you wouldn't know that they had a boyfriend if you was on like their regular friends. Oh. Yeah. Got you. So I'd be like, I want. well, I guess if the boyfriend was checking, the boyfriend can tell it's close friends. Right. I would think you would probably post a side nigga on the close friends so you could pretend like you all in love with your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Maybe. So, uh, I was about to say something about the the period challenge. Oh, Leduval was saying in his comments, a lot of women had some, or people, period, had something to say about uh, anytime he posts a woman with a fat ass, they automatically Mm -hmm. assume that it's fake. And he was like, you know, it is women out here who still have natural bodies. like A lot. I hear a voice. A faint voice. <laughs> Did you hear it? I'm like, is somebody at my door? I'm tired of these goddamn census people knocking on my door. But anyways, yeah, shout out to the uh, period challenge. I, I don't see nothing wrong with it. I think it's all in fun and it's to appreciate the body of a woman. Right. Oh, I definitely appreciate it. If you look at it from a positive perspective. Now, it could also be, you know, you subjectifying yourself, but I, I don't think it's that serious. It's all in fun and games. Are you going to do it? Nah. Why not? Well, you know, now so many people done did it, so it's just like it's yeah. about, it's about to die down now. Yeah, maybe I should did it. And maybe day. that's another reason why I'm like uh, I don't want nobody who will do that because it's like okay, cool. Now you're just trying to follow the wave, right? You just trying to fit in, and that might be what it is more so than them actually making the period. Yeah, because it's actually creative. I want to know who the fuck thought of it. It's creative as fuck. I don't know. I thought it was funny. I seen a nurse woman who was like, "A uh, nurse babe, please wear your mask." Ah, I get it. Yeah. That's funny. I don't know. I, I think them challenges be cool, man, until you get to be too many yeah. people doing it. Then I'm like, ah, all right, I ain't feeling it no more. Yeah. Um next. Tamar hit her boyfriend with the wop wop wop. <laughs> and again, not the kind of wop that you thinking. <laughs> we talking about the bob and weed, baby. Bob <laughs> yes. and weed. You know, it's crazy because just a few weeks ago when she was in her suicide coma, he was holding her down. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh, suicide coma. That's what it was. Oh. She tried to commit suicide and she was in a coma. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> but yeah, when she was in her suicide coma, like he was holding her down and all this shit. And then a few weeks later, he like has a restraining order against her. Now he's saying that he was driving at a high speed mm-hmm. and she got the pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Imagine somebody like you gotta be a special type of crazy to try to fight somebody while they're driving. 
You can kill both of y'all. That means you really don't give a fuck about how shit turn out. So her representatives came out and said that he allegedly, and I'm going to say allegedly she beat him up too because we don't know the truth to that mm-hmm, just yet. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard her side of the story. But he allegedly threatened a murder-suicide and not and saying he would kill himself and kill her or kill her then kill himself. Uh, so what if he was driving at a high speed like, bitch, I, I crash this motherfucker. I kill everybody in this motherfucker. And then what if she was like, I don't give a fuck, nigga. Pew, pew, pew. Or what if she just trying to knock him out to take control of the car? I mean, it's not a smart idea either way. <laughs> either, either, either scenario we just painted is pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? First of all, domestic violence is very serious. <laughs> As you laugh. <laughs> yeah, very serious. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real. I'm gonna be cooking for a day. <laughs> this is serious. Domestic violence is nothing to play with. It's really not. You know what I mean? And um a lot of people have died and lost their freedom because of domestic violence. So I don't wanna make it seem like I'm joking about it. But um he went on live and he was saying like, you know, he was upset and all this kind of stuff. And he felt like he being painted as a villain. And I, again, I'm just trying to understand how does something get to this point? She was just posting about how he held her down and he means so much to her and they got engaged and just all this shit. And now y'all trying to kill each other. Like, <laughs> I just don't get it. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like. She probably told that nigga. I don't think we need to be together. He was like, after I just did all this shit for you. That's possible. I killed everybody in the car. It's just you and me in the car. Exactly. That's possible. That is possible. So she was like, I got to hit him with the wop, wop, wop. I don't, you know, it's just crazy, like, how shit be like that. How how relationships and love just flip like that, man. Man, I'm telling you, love that is a. be like a, it's really a thin line. And it's a drug. Between love and hate. Man, listen. It's a real thin line. It is. And it's just crazy like how something you can go from one extreme to the next extreme within weeks. You know what I'm saying? And then it goes to show like life come at you fast. When life gives you lemons, (laughs) you know what to do. Put the motherfuckers in the Corona. (laughs) What Lemons or limes? I think you put a lime in Corona. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you it's do. okay. What, what do you use a lemon for? Lemonade. Besides that, though, I didn't want. To, I was trying to be different. <laughs> when being different goes wrong. Back to domestic violence. <laughs> okay. It sucks when like a man claims domestic violence because people always make a joke out of it. That's why I was Bruh. trying to be serious because people always make a joke Y'all out of do, a nigga man. getting beat up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I really do. And that shit not funny. Like everybody need to keep their motherfucking heads to their motherfucking self. For real. It irritates me when I hear about dudes getting beat up because I be like, bruh. Now, sometimes the dude ain't got no choice but to get beat up. But for the most part, I be like, man, if he wanted to do something bad to that person, he could. Like, it, mm-hmm. It's mind-blowing how women want to fight men. Like, what is wrong with you, baby girl? Like, do you realize he is a man? Mm-hmm. You're right. Now, once again, there's some women out there that are, that are Really put them piles on a couple of dudes. Mm-hmm. But, man. Jesus. Yeah, and I just feel like, you know... I, I don't encourage men to hit women. I'm about to say, and I want to say this too because I want to take up for my black queen. So if I'm feeling that way about a woman hitting a man, I feel even ten times worse 
about a man hitting a woman like, bro, you know you a dude. But I still, I, I don't, I don't encourage men to hit women. But at the same time, I feel like every human being has the right to defend themselves. So if you as a woman are constantly hitting on this nigga, beating this man or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. you got to be ready for whatever, whatever comes back at you. You know what I'm saying? And we can sit here all day and say, oh, a man should never hit a woman. A man should never hit a woman. But at the end of the day, a person, a person reserves the right to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. And if that means I got to knock your bitch ass out to get you off of me. Right. That's what I'm about to do. I think the problem comes in when it comes to like how quick does he choose to go that route. But that's what I'm saying. How many times Nick's supposed to get knocked in his shit? You gotta, you gotta eat a couple of them. If as a woman a man, break your nose, that's the first hit. She break your nose. I'm gonna eat that. And eat I'm your nose, bro. I'm not gonna just let her keep swinging. I'm gonna probably like grab her hole or some shit. But I'm saying, and that's why I'm saying like. Your first step of the, your first line of defense shouldn't be knocking her out. Grab a hole or try to squeeze or throw it down to the ground. Do something. I don't feel like we can tell a person how to react though. We can't. You broke my fucking nose. You can't. You, you can't. broke my nose, bro. Like you can't. I, you can't tell me I'm not finna knock your ass out. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You cannot. You cannot tell me that. Whatever comes back, you need to be prepared for that. <laughs> right. If 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 you if you. If I steal something from you, right? Mm-hmm. Let's not even look at it as a gender thing, but just as a person. If I steal something from you, right, and you react by cutting my hand off, mm-hmm. can I say, "Damn, bitch, you shouldn't have cut my"? I can't believe you cut my hand off. You could have just told that. me not to steal from you no more. Right. This is true. You shouldn't have never stole from me. We wouldn't even be in this place right now. This is true. You see what I'm saying? And that's just, you know, an extreme. Well, it's not extreme because they do that in some countries. But, <laughs> but as, as a dude, you just, you just got to have self-control. It's just so you might as, as well. Woman, you need you might as well goddamn give Tory Lanez the benefit of the doubt then. Why? Because we don't know what Meg did to make him that mad to where he wants the fucking she was. But we know, she, we know he wasn't defending his life. We do know that. How do we know that? That's what has come out. And he on her end. message. By saying, yeah, I'm drunk. She My bad, I was drunk. How was you know tripping. she ain't swing on him? If he was defending himself and he felt threatened in a way where she had a gun and he had a gun. Now, she ain't got no gun. She's got them paws. But I don't, I'm not saying that a nigga. I know what you're saying. But no, I'm going to your question because I'm not saying a nigga should shoot somebody. Right. <laughs> don't take it that far. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I know whoa, I say whoa, you have whoa. the right to react how you want, but let's, let's not <laughs> keep it to a minimum. Right. <laughs> Let's not. We want her to wake up other. in the morning, <laughs> right? Let's not kill each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I think everybody should have self control. And you know, me and TD was talking about. Uh, we wasn't talking about domestic violence, but what I was telling him was, um, you know, when I first was in relationships, I thought that um, expo- explosive love and violent love was the right type of love because mm-hmm. it was more passionate to me, right? Um, and some people, that's how they, they think love is supposed to be. I got a homegirl. I tell you about her all the time, fighting with her nigga. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they turn around, be right back together. Go go to jail behind each other and everything. Be right back together. And that's why I be saying, like, I can't sit here and break up somebody fighting. No. Because I don't know. you go, One, I really believe like if I break it up, you're going to go back to the nigga. But I don't know what I'm walking myself into. Right. And that's, the, that's why I'm saying, like, some people... That's just that's the way that their relationship works, and they think that that's okay. And it's like, 
we need to get out of that mindset that aggression is supposed to be or or passion equals aggression. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of people think like that. And a lot of people think that you're supposed to go like through these trials and tribulations and all this shit. And I feel like love is not supposed to hurt. You know what I'm saying? Love is not supposed to be something that you suffer through to get to the other side. Like maybe success, maybe different, you know, triumphs in your life or you're supposed to go through certain lessons in your life and you have to go through that suffering or go through that pain. But I feel like love is one of those things that you shouldn't have to go through all of this extra ass shit to prove that you love a person or to prove that y'all are in love. You see what I'm saying? Facts. Facts. But yeah. That's Definitely agreed. Hopefully Tamar and her her fiance, I don't know if they need to work it out, but hopefully they can come to some type of common ground and, and find peace. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. Everybody keep their hands to their motherfucking self. Keep your hands to your goddamn selves. Um, people are calling to cancel Netflix. Okay. Why? A movie just came out called Cuties. I don't know if it's a Netflix original, but it is on Netflix. And it's about um a young girl who is obsessed with a teenage twerk team mm-hmm. and it's very very hypersexualized but the thing about it is so i come from florida right okay we can use florida as an example and we can use new orleans as an example and if you look at how the children dance in florida especially on dance teams or if you look at how the little girls dance in new orleans it, it's very adult-like. Yeah, this is true. Right? But that's the culture there. And so people don't have a problem with little girls pussy popping and doing splits and doing all other type of shit. You know, just things that you would think is more for an adult person and mm-hmm. not for a child. Mm-hmm. And it's that's just a part of the culture. It's normalized. Um, but people are saying that it's encouraging pedophilia because you're putting it in a movie and you're exploiting these little girls. I don't think that we need to cancel Netflix, maybe cancel the producers, maybe cancel the people who made, maybe even cancel the parents. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know if Netflix as a whole should be canceled. Right. Right. But I maybe cancel the motherfucker that agreed to, to, you know, let it be aired whatever the case may be. But see, I haven't watched the movie. I'm probably not going to watch it. But I don't even like going to those competitions where the little girls be doing all that. But at the same time, it's like, this is this is real life. Like, it's not like some shit where they just, like, showing child porn or nothing like that. Like, this is, it's dance competition. I'm about to say, in, really the, in the deep happens. south, like, once again, they have a history in band. So, in the south, that shit is just, is normal. It's called bucking. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of people call it, who in like the dance community type shit. So it's not a, a sexual thing, but they are moving their bodies in ways that you might think is inappropriate for a nine year old little girl, right? Mm-hmm. And they happen to wear the dance clothes, and you already know from college kids to middle school kids, them outfits be yeah skimpy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Which is why I be like, I don't know if I have a little girl, if I'm gonna let her dance or not. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Cause I just I know how that shit go. Like I was in the band, I done rolled on a drill team bus, and I know it go down. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, Ugh. but I also know it's, it's based off how you raise your kid. But I can understand people outside of the South looking at that, being like, "What the fuck is going on down there?" Yeah, they outraged. Hey, Natalie. Because thinking about it, we we had the that show in Mississippi was called um, "Fuck." What's the name of that show? 
the dancing dolls or some shit like that. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know what's shitty too? Like sometimes you don't have to look at everything as it's being sexualized. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if if a if a if a little girl got on makeup, oh she too grown, she too grown. But why? Like maybe she's a model or maybe mm-hmm. she's uh in pageants. A lot of people yeah. have issues with pageants because they feel like that's exploiting children. Or a lot everything is just like people always looking at stuff as a sexual thing. Little girls ain't thinking about that all the time. If mm-hmm. I got a six year old who in dance, she not equating popping with sex. Right. She just like to dance. She like music. You know what I'm saying? But I think Part well, you know that's part of. I think part of also is just like the outside community looking in, like it's all type of perverts right there. You know what I'm saying? So they're yeah. like, man, your little girl got on all that, and that's my mindset. It's not like what she thinks is like the way other people think. Like no, no lie, I got on Facebook today, and this dude that I know of just that was like he got forty years for human trafficking. Mm. I'm like, damn, bro, I would have never thought this dude to be one of them dudes that's doing human trafficking. Mm-hmm. And he was in the band. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He played in the band in college, in high school, and he's sitting here doing human trafficking. So I'm sitting here thinking, like, okay, cool. Like, you in the band, so you be up there around these high school kids teaching mm-hmm. them parts and shit. Mm-hmm. But were you looking at these little girls the whole time? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so you just, ne- and that's my mindset about like, Little girls shouldn't wear nails and makeup and shit because they don't know what they're doing, but it just attracts the wrong attention. Well, I'm talking about more so um, performing wise. Yeah. Not like in everyday. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily like let my little girl wear makeup to school, but if she's in performing arts, yeah, then yeah, I'll let her wear makeup and I'll let I her. Get it. You know what I mean? And it's so this is another example. I got a coworker whose daughter does the dance competitions and they have to wear like the the really small dance uniforms and she posted a picture of her on facebook and i thought to myself i was like eh, i wouldn't have posted that picture yeah like we can post a picture but you're gonna put some shorts on yeah you know what i'm saying natalie said but one of the still shots i saw of that movie had the girls touching their privates while they were squatting so what about that so that's what i'm saying i haven't seen the movie so it very well could be a matter of them you know, over-sexualizing these little mm-hmm. girls and glorifying pedophilia. That could be what it is. I haven't seen the movie. But I'm just saying, when we look at certain cultures, that's a part of their culture. And it's always been an issue outside of that culture. Yeah. Especially New Orleans. Like, especially oh, yeah. Florida when it comes to dance competitions. Because mm-hmm. it's very big out there. And it's a certain style of dance that a lot of people feel like is inappropriate for kids. And sometimes people go way above the 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 line of like things you shouldn't do just to win. Mm-hmm. When people want to win some shit, oh, they try to pull out all the tricks, all the stops. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So they probably doing shit that they know, like, oh shit, this we probably shouldn't do this, but they trying to win so much to where it's like, right, fuck it, right, let's pull out all the stops. You know what I'm saying? You're right. We don't agree with that though. We, we think don't agree it's with the, disgusting. I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted. But not like, I just think it's really hard with performing arts. It's really hard with kids, period, if you getting them to activities. Because it's the same thing with football. Like, 
I be watching them football shows and them coaches be cussing them kids out and talking to them crazy and making them work out. That's for part of life, though. Ten hours straight. That's actually. I feel like that's needed in every young man's life. No, it's not getting cussed out, getting talked to crazy by a nigga that's not your daddy. Yeah. No, it's not needed. It. Te- I'm gonna tell you why. Because it teaches you a form of like being tough. And I know you saying you don't got you don't got to do all that to be tough, right? True enough, but. A lot of times what our black boys go through is the lack of being able to have someone of an authority on top of them, right? Like, the police ain't going to say, oh, let me monitor how I talk to you. They can say whatever the fuck they want to say. So if you're used to hearing that shit, it roll off your shoulder. But if you ain't used to hearing that shit, then you all up in, uh, in outrage. Or not, not even the police, just you have people of authority who can talk to you however they want to talk to you. So if you ain't used to hearing that shit, then you take like I tell people all the time, like I'm kind of good under pressure because I played sports, because I was in the game fucking up and having a coach yell at you and cuss you out, but you got to stay cool, calm, and collected, and stay you know focused on what you're doing. You can't let that sideline noise distract you. Now, do some people go over and above what they should be doing and take a shit too far? Yes, but you know I don't see like if I put my kids in sports and they get cussed out by a coach, it's cool. Maybe because I went through it though, and and the, I'm glad that you said all all of that of what you said <laughs> because that goes with what my point is as far as that's the culture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To you, you don't yeah. see anything wrong with yeah. it because that's what you grew up in. That's what you had already experienced. Yeah, you set me up for the okie doke. I did. Okay? You like that? You know what you was doing? <laughs> you like, oh, I got a point. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but like that, that. But that's what I'm meaning though. Like. Yeah. Where in in your history or in your childhood, you experienced that, you went through that, and mm-hmm. so for you is normalized. A person like me who never played sports before, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you I grew up in a school of arts. Yeah. You feel me? Like I my my coaches, quote unquote, or my instructors, they didn't have to talk to me like that to motivate me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So when I see it, I'm like, damn, that's kinda out of line. Like So let me you know ask you a mean? question, the boys. The boys want to play sports, and you sign them up to play sports, and you feel like the coach is talking to them crazy. Now, he's also talking to everybody else like this, but you feel like he's talking to your kids crazy. All right, what would you do? Would you say something to the coach about it? Do you pull them out of the sport, or do you let them go through it? And that's no right or wrong answer in this. This is just like me trying to see what your mindset would be. Well, I first of all would have to go into the situation with the mindset that I've never been a part of this world. Mm-hmm. So I don't fully understand the way things go. Yeah. You know what I'm okay. saying? I would probably have a conversation with the coach. Like, explain to me. You Why know he got saying? a cuss in my kids? Well, just the, the, the method behind your madness. Please explain it to me. That way I can feel comfort and understand what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Because I done seen coaches... Hit the kids in the head with the. Well, I mean, they got helmets on, but yeah, like hit them in the, the head. Yeah, like the I done seen all that shit, and I'm just like, damn, like is that necessary? But again, one, this is not my child, so I, I mm-hmm. personally don't give a fuck. But then also, I'm not a part of this world, so I don't know how things go. So yeah. I have to understand that once my kids do start to play sports, mm-hmm. I need to go in with more of an open mindset. Right. You know. Now, once again. I can't even tell you why they... Because I, I was sitting here trying to justify why they do be slapping helmets. I was going to say, it was a contact sport. It gets them used to like hitting people or being hit. Because mm-hmm. you, your helmet gets hit, so you got to get used to your shit being rocked. 
But when I think about it, that's not the answer, you know? So <laughs> I have no idea why they do that. I don't think I would mind my son getting his helmet slapped. It depends on how you slapping his helmet, though. If you just, like, hitting his helmet, like, bro, you doing something wrong, cool. If you cocking back like this and you slapping his helmet, then, all right, now we got a problem. Mm. Which is so funny because on the last episode of Friday Night Tights, I believe it was, well, not the last episode, but the last season of Friday Night Tights, they were in Florida. And um, it was this dude with dreads. Because I, I thought about you, like, but could get a little this nigga. He had dreads, goals, hood nigga. And uh, something happened, and he got into it with the coach. Now, the game, he was trying to fight the coach. It took, like, 15 niggas trying to hold this nigga back. Like, I was like, yeah, that's crazy. So, in some instances, I could see myself having that approach. Like, hold on, partner. Like, we ain't going to go overboard with the shit. You know, because it is a level or a line where you got to, okay, cool. Shit got to stop. Prime example, I was playing sports. I was playing baseball. And this one particular game, we, like, the team sucked. Mm-hmm. But I especially sucked, and I was on first base. And first base is kind of an important position. Mm-hmm. Um, so the coach was like, after the game, the coach was like, yeah, we lost the game. Greg, you, you, we lost the game because of you. And my pops went crazy. He was like, oh, hell no, nah, we ain't doing that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you can say whatever you want to say, but you ain't going to sit here and put this kid down and make him feel like he the only reason why we lost when it's a whole team playing with him. Right. He said um, he would just let the children go through that. To answer your question, he said he'll let the children go through that. Being on the team is a brotherhood, parentheses, culture. They slap the helmet in reference to get your head in the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of them may, but what if they just like, this motherfucker fucking up, I'm finna slap the shit out of him, so pow. I mean, you, that's what you slap the helmet. That's that's to get your head in the game. You fucking up, so I'm about to slap your helmet. But it's the thing about slapping the helmet. It's also like a way to wake you up. How like, about don't put your hands on my child? But, uh, but okay, that's once, where we gonna cross the line. But once again, though, it's another way of waking you up. Like, let's go, baby. You might slap a dude helmet, nah, like get get the adrenaline like flowing. That. I'm talking about in an aggressive, if, like you mad. That's why I like, say, like, if you slap my kid like that, cool. If you coming back like this, like open hand slapping, then there's a problem. Even a uh, uh, get your head in the game. Don't put your hands on my child. Period. Like that's yeah. that's just it. Now, if it's just like you said, like a let's go, baby. Uh, 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 well, they're probably not doing that. <laughs> you like a fish. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever coaches do to motivate the child, I don't yeah. know. But if it's like that, then yeah. But if you like, you're mad or you feeling like he doing something wrong, I don't think it's necessary for you to put your hands on him. Yeah, that's just me. It's gonna be so funny to see like, when your kids get into that. Because at the same time, my children are also not playing football. So, oh, uh, so if they wanted to, would you let them? No, he said my coach would never let my parents (parentheses mother) attend our practice for for these similar reasons you stated. Yeah, a lot of times coaches do have closed practices, and then the thing about it is. If he doing all the kids like that, it's not like he just purposely doing it to your... I can see if he just only doing it to your kid, cool. But if he doing everybody like that, I'm pretty sure this don't change your answer, I'm your mindset. I'm you shouldn't be doing nobody like that. Yeah. Like, I, I would... So, I, let's say let's say you sitting around... I'm going to be looking at the other parents. Yeah, let's like, say you, you sitting around gonna, in, the, in the stands with the parents at the practice and shit. He slapped one kid. The parents don't say nothing. He slapped another kid. Parents don't say nothing. He slapped your kid. you like, hold on, man. Yeah. Like, I want to say something. Anybody else saying something? No, so I'm going to say something. What you going to say? Because some parents are just football parents. Like, yeah. I was watching, uh, I forgot what that, that one show is, but it was actually good. Something You, I forgot the name of it. 
But um Last chance you. Yeah, that. The mama, like, even the mama was hard on the son, like, just like, oh, ah, yeah. you was shitty at this part. You ain't catch the ball. Like, nigga, you need to tighten up type mm-hmm. shit. And I, so she just was like a football mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she, a mother like that would probably be cool with it because she like, hey, you know, this this way he got to go through to be the best. Mm-hmm. That's how you feel fine. But That's for just, you and yours? Right. For me and my house. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't feel that. I don't feel certain types of motivation is necessary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You need to tailor your motivation to each child. And that's I'm about in to any say, situation. A, in anything, each person, you have to tailor the motivation to each person. Again, I'm not a part of that world. Yeah. I, I feel like that, that would be something that you would understand more if you were a part of it. Like, I probably wouldn't understand if you told me some of the, the shit I had to go through to be in the military. Right. I probably wouldn't understand. Or if I told you some of the shit I had to go through as a freshman in the band. Yeah. You probably be like, but what? I'm not doing that shit to play no fucking horn. But you know, it's like once again we understand it because we are programmed to go through it, so we're used to it, right? Right. So like I said earlier, our brain wants to understand everything, right? Right. So I feel like a lot of times when you understand the reason behind it or the outcome of it, you you can accept it a little bit better, right? You're probably right. Speaking of football, right? Speaking of football, we're gonna go from Friday night tikes. <laughs> Friday night light. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so um, NFL, I don't know his name, Josh Bellamy. I have no idea who his name is or what. Ah, I was right. NFL player Josh Bellamy arrested in a twenty-four million dollar COVID loan scheme. First of all, you ought to be a motherfucking shame, Josh Bellamy. <laughs> I'm disgusted. Do you know how many people have lost their businesses? have lost their livelihood because they couldn't get the COVID money. Because you motherfuckers <laughs> took advantage. Took advantage when you really didn't even need to. Bitch, you in the NFL. Right. Real talk. Although Extremely a lot of selfish. NFL players live paycheck to paycheck, though. But but it's a very large paycheck. It's a very large But I mean, shit, it's still living paycheck to paycheck. But it's still a very large paycheck compared to a person who... Like myself, it's a very large paycheck, but they got very large bills. That's on you. Yeah, this is true. I mean, but it's part. Of, it's just, it's the I same know. thing when we talking about women who be getting divorced and taking all the money. No, they got a little lifestyle. I get, no, but I it's a lifestyle. I get it's a lifestyle. They gotta live. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. No, I get. No, I get what you're saying. But at the end of the day, I mean, you gotta be responsible with your money. At, not even that. But at the end of the day. Don't take advantage and book the system as a rich person. Now, that is easier said than done because most rich people are rich because they book, book the, the system. system. right? At some point in time in their journey to get rich, right? But I still just feel like... Oh, if you're going to book the system, don't be a dumbass. I just feel like in situations like this, where we in the middle of a pandemic, and people are literally losing their lives, their livelihood, mm-hmm. their businesses, their families, people getting evicted. We just seen, well, I don't know if you saw yeah, it, but saw all it. them people in Houston was getting evicted. That old last lady, I shouldn't say old last lady, but that elderly woman. <laughs> the the damn constable was crying, or the deputy was crying, because he didn't want to have to evict that lady. In the dead of the heat of the summer. <laughs> the dead of the heat. <laughs> In the heat <laughs> of the night. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just fucked up. Like, for you as a rich person, even if you are living paycheck to paycheck, and at the end of the day, 
you still a rich person. Right. And you you took advantage of something that was meant to help people who were truly in need. That's fucked up. I feel the same way about them big ass restaurants, Cheesecake Factory and all the rest of them motherfuckers. They did the same thing. That Kanye West did the same thing. It's not right. Yeah. And then, like you said, and then you're going to buck the system and you're going to be a dumbass with it. And buy Gucci and shit. Gucci <laughs> and, and niggas buying Lamborghini. I don't know about him, but I'm talking about yeah. another person who got in trouble and got in, uh, got arrested for that. Nigga bought a Lamborghini with his shit. Like, bro, come if on. If we have any listeners who might have done it, either you better be able to produce some receipts or you better start calling the people who you get that money to and say, uh, listen, uh. I got a, uh. Can I return this I'm purchase? I'm not going to say a friend, but I, I know a individual <laughs> who who definitely will remain nameless but he has a, a rather successful business and this was not his doing he actually didn't know that there was any type of like you know shady shit going on at the time but he trusted a person who brought something to him saying like hey we can get some of this money all you got to do is give your name your social security number and all this shit he trusted a person like i said they went he went and took that information to his people. Well, after the fact, he found out that the people was doing like some like scamming type shit, not to him, but to the bank for him to get the 15 K. And he called the bank and told them like, nah, I don't, I don't even want it. Cause at the end of the day, that shit would have came back on him and his business. You know what I mean? If, if they would have got called or if something would have happened, he could have lost his business behind that shit. So he didn't, but that's just my whole thing. Like, People just be so greedy sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And for what? To maintain the image. To maintain That's the image. That's all it be. To maintain the image. A fucking image. That's all the football player was knowing. That's Because he could have easily up. took them out. I, I know he got some jury. I would have punned that shit so quick. That's sold what's that so shit. Fucked, about, fucked up about being a famous person or a celebrity or an athlete. Like you feeling like you got to keep up a certain image. To like maintain people who get addicted to that fame and that oh, yeah. that money, that's just they a drug. really go out of their way to just like the people who was YouTube famous and then he pretended like his girlfriend got killed. The girlfriend alive and well, <laughs> but he just wanted that like yeah. that fame, like he just wanted that sympathy and that attention. Like it become it like you said, it's like a drug. It becomes addicting, and then they be going out their way to do they be doing weird shit, the dumbest shit, and it's like why. It's okay if people don't know you at this point. Like, it's okay if, if you kind of fall to the wayside. Like, just make your money and relax. But people be wanting that fame. Mm-hmm. Fame is very addicting. I'll do it out the fame. Just addicting. give me the money. Anyways, we've ended. We, we actually went a lot longer than I thought. Yeah, we did. We did. But we've reached the end of this show. We have. It's been real. Quite fun. Full of laughter. A great time. <laughs> Where can they find you? If you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter. You know, Instagram at King Reese 601. That's King Reese R E E S E 601 on Snapchat, Mo Money Greg. As always, continue to subscribe, share, rate, repeat. Don't forget to send us the, uh, the emails if you want us to do any promotion for you. We got you. You got a new song you want everybody to hear? Let us know. If you're a comedian like I got Shay, you about to go on stage somewhere? Let us know. We'll promote that also. Thank yeah, you, Shay, for Shay. coming through. Yeah, shout, shout out to Shay. I, I really enjoy having a conversation with him. Yeah, it was dope. Yeah, it was dope. 
Um, if you're looking for me, you can find me on IG cookies, double underscore B A D D Snapchat cookies, O D E E. And our email is cookies, bad sleepover at gmail.com. Like he said earlier, Oh, wait, I don't think you said it while we was recording earlier, but we are looking for people who do beats, who do music. We're trying to get a theme song popping. So if that's your thing, then hit us up so we can talk business. We'll have our people call your people. And by our people, we mean ourselves. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It'll be one of us. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah. Oh, Patreon. I was trying to think of what my next point was. Patreon. So we got some shit popping on Patreon. Y'all go and subscribe to that. But Five dollars. Five dollars. Five dollars. It'd be crazy how we don't be trying to do shit and just end up like that. <laughs> yes, this is true. Um, if you have any ideas for videos that you want to see, hit us up. Let us know what you want to see. We got some cool stuff coming up. We got some reaction videos. We got some more mukbangs. We got some more cookies after dark. Because a lot of people said they liked the after dark combo. A lot of people said that. Um, and it got a lot of views too, mm. probably because the because it's inappropriate, of the right? <laughs> Sex always sells, huh? This is true. Selling lust is probably one of the oldest. I should probably start going successful. live with my shirt off. You, you know, we probably will lose views, but that's all right. <laughs> um, believe in yourself, King. Haters go hate. Um, yes. Let us know what y'all want to see on there. We got y'all. It's about to be popping. <laughs> what else? Oh, ratings and reviews. We've been forgetting to tell y'all about that. Make sure y'all go leave us some ratings and reviews. We used to really push that, and y'all was really doing that. Um, we kind of fell off. So we want y'all to start leaving us some ratings and reviews. Yeah, tell your sure. friends. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a motherfucking friend. For real, man. Repost us on, on Instagram and stuff. It'll take nothing to repost us. It's free. I promise it's free. And you ain't got to leave it on your page. Just put it on your story for 24. Let it do what it's going to do. But as always, we appreciate you guys and all your your um your listening that you do for us and all the promotion that you do for us. We do realize that we have a great team of people behind us and a great group of people that love to check in and listen to the show. So y'all keep on doing what y'all doing. We appreciate you guys. We need more of that. We're going to give y'all more of what we got coming. Like she said, we got a lot of new stuff coming to the Patreon, so don't forget to go subscribe. And tell your friend to subscribe. It's just $5. And until next time, y'all be easy.